Thank you for joining AJPGI and Liver Physiology for our newest podcast series, Got Guts? The Microversion, where authors address four key points of their paper. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, the producer of these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy this new series. My name is Dr. Katherine Prowse, and I am a clinical assistant professor at McMaster University. Hi, and I'm Dr. Arlianne Radcliffe, and I'm an associate professor and pediatric gastroenterologist, also at McMaster University. Uh, Dr. Press and I were interested in looking at this project because we're both pediatric gastroenterologists, and we wanted to learn more about what might happen in the perinatal period that might program diseases that we see in children and also beyond and potentially into adulthood. So we were interested in looking at selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or namely fluoxetine, as we used in the study, because about 10% of women use fluoxetine in pregnancy for very important mental health conditions. And also we know that up to 95% of the body's serotonin is in the gut. So we were lucky to partner with our collaborator and co-author, Dr. Allison Holloway, also here at McMaster, who developed a fluoxetine exposure model in pregnancy, and also fortunate to receive funding from the Broad Medical Research Program at the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Fortunately, our study showed that there was no increased risk of colitis, which is inflammation in the large intestine. We did find, however, that there were changes to the enteric nerves in the intestine at the time of maximal exposure. So that's the nervous system to the gut. And the point of maximal exposure was during the animals had been exposed during pregnancy and breastfeeding. At the adult stage, we also found that there were some changes in serotonergic signaling and colonic motility that were sex-specific. These findings suggest that we should bring more awareness of medication use during pregnancy so that pregnant women can make informed decisions about the risk and benefit of therapy. Additionally, it highlights that we should be looking at sex-specific differences and hopefully help drive further research in these domains. It also helps inform us as clinicians to further explore perinatal exposures when asking clinical history as it relates to childhood onset diseases. So to carry out this work, we used a variety of classic methodologies. So in addition to the fluoxetine exposure model in rats, we also uh, looked at time points that were key time points in terms of the early perinatal period and also looking at adulthood. And we use methods including histology, molecular methods, as well as uh, in vitro studies of colonic motility and intestinal motility. And then Dr. Prowse, we can wrap up with some next steps. Yes, thank you. As mentioned, I think the next steps for us are to continue to consider exposures during the perinatal um, and postnatal period in considering developmental origins of gastrointestinal diseases in childhood and increased risk into adulthood. It was great to work on this project together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our micro podcast series. 
To listen to our latest episodes, please visit AJPGI and Liver Physiology's homepage.